So I violated section 34 double D. Welcome to Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantinema, a.k.a. Quarantine Enema. The only podcast where we don't know how to say the name of the show. My name is Connor Sullivan. Thank you very much for joining us today. God, I hate that line. (laughs) I I like this movie. I really do. Uh, But that line is fucking terrible. Uh, So unless you don't recognize the line, we're talking about uh, Inside Man, Spike Lee's uh, a Spike Lee joint from 2006, and that line is just so gosh darn bad. <laughs> I like even like even as a kid, well, a kid, I was like 14 or 15, first time I saw it. Uh, I think I watched it on demand with my dad, and like even then, <laughs> I was just like, that was fucking stupid. That was, that's not funny. It's not clever. It's just it's just stupid. Ugh. Okay. Either way. Now that all right. Now that we've gotten that stink off of our, uh, you know. Well, all right. Let's talk about the movie itself. Well, first off, happy Friday, everyone. Uh, hope you're all having a lovely week. Uh, hopefully. Uh, so, all right. So it is the twenty. So all right. So I'm recording on the twenty fourth. It's going to drop on the twenty fifth of September. Uh, so I'm one month out for my birthday. So start planning, people. And, um, I think, yeah, fall fall is actually here now, right? Like, we had the little Equinox thing that everyone gets all hyped up about. That means flannel season's coming, and that's my time of the year to shine. Uh, As a bigger guy, as a proud bearded man, uh, this is really where I I flourish uh, as a fashionista. Summer's tough for me. I got a weird-shaped body, so T-shirt's not really my thing. Flannels, let's go, baby. Let's go. I am... I'm going to dominate the weather for the next six months. I'm ready. All right, so let's talk about the movie. We're talking about uh, Inside Man, Spike Lee Joint, uh, Denzel Washington, Clive Owen, Jodie Foster, Christopher Plummer, Willem Dafoe, Shwetel Edgefor. As many movies as that guy's going to be in, I'm never going to say his name right. <laughs> um, it's also got Carlos Andres Gomez, Kim Director, James Ransom, and uh, a guy that I recognize from uh, a couple things, uh, named Waris Al Alu uh, <laughs> Aluwa- Aluwela. Okay, I'm going with that one. Aluwela. Uh, you might recognize him from the, the Darjeeling Limited, which I, I love very much, uh, and a couple other Wes Anderson movies as well. Um, and he no, he's been he he's been around. You've definitely seen him uh, in, in a couple of things. Uh, anyway, so let's talk about the movie. So, uh, if you're not familiar with the movie, which this is a fairly popular movie, I feel like most people have seen this one. Uh, Brenna had seen it. That's usually an indication that the, the masses have seen it. Um, so, you know, it's just it's a good old fashioned bank robbery, uh, very clever uh, bank robbery. Uh, Denzel Washington is the lead negotiator in a hostage situation, uh, Clive Owen is the bank robber, per se. Uh, Jodie Foster is, is kind of, I'm not really sure what her title is. She's kind of like a, like a fixer, so to speak. Uh, but she works for high-end clients uh, who, who need discretion. Uh, and one of those high-end clients is Christopher Plummer, uh, the owner of said bank who uh, has a couple of secrets uh, stuffed away in one of the vaults in that bank, or the deposit boxes. Uh, so to speak, and this is just, it's a good movie, it's not a great movie, I think, uh, it's, 
there, you know, there are better heist movies out there. I like. I remember I loved this movie uh, the first time I saw it. I think the more I've seen it, and like the more you kind of see the twist coming, and what like it. I don't know. Like the first time you see it, you're just like, "Whoa, that was insane." And then, like, afterwards, it's one of those movies where you're just like, man, I, I can't believe I, I didn't see that one coming. Uh, but, you know, it still doesn't take away from, you know, the fact that it's a pretty good movie. Um, like, I like heist movies as much as the next guy. Like, the o- uh, the Oceans franchise, um, What those are some of my favorite movies out there. You know, there's, I mean, there's countless other uh, heist movies out there. But uh, this this is a good one. It's not, it's, it's not great. I, you know, there are par- parts of it, it drags on a little bit. Parts of it are, you know, Spike Lee is a very uh, creative dude. Uh, not afraid to be a little un- unconventional in some of his shots, some of his dialogue, uh, you know, some clever editing. The, it just he, As a director, you know, he's very unconventional, uh, which is great. I think Spike Lee is, you know, been a great voice over the last, what, 30, 25, like 20, 30 years or something like that. Uh, I think he he's on he, uh, he's on a hot streak right now uh, with uh, *The Five Bloods*, which you can watch on Netflix, and I would highly highly recommend. Uh, that's an absolutely phenomenal movie, which uh, I think it's going to be um, a front runner come uh, you know come Oscar season. Bold, it's a bold prediction because it's a a streaming movie, but this is you know it is 2020 and the Oscars are, haven't always been kind to streaming uh, streaming platforms, but. It is a weird year, so a lot of the movies that people normally see aren't readily available like they usually are. Uh, Delroy Lindo uh, in that movie is absolutely incredible. I expect him to be... I don't know if he's going to be in the best actor race or the best supporting actor race. It's an ensemble cast um, in that one, so including uh, Chadwick Boseman, actually. uh, Rest in peace. Um... But yeah, so Delroy Lindo, it, uh, he's he's just so fucking good in this movie. I think he's got. I think he's got a real shot at winning this year. I don't know if it's going to be in supporting or best actor though. I think his odds probably go up if it's supporting, uh, but if it's best actor, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, the field the field is weird this year. There there's not as many movies uh, to talk about. Maybe you're going to see a bunch more foreign movies uh, mixed in there. Uh, because they seem to have their shit together and people can go to the movies. Uh, but that being said, look out for De- uh, Defy of Bloods. And then a couple years before that, uh, he had Black uh, Spike Lee did uh, Black Klansman uh, with Denzel's son, John David Washington, uh, who I saw him for the first time on uh, Ballers, that show with The Rock. Uh, and I know it's one of the, it's just uh, it's entourage for sports uh, for football and. <laughs> like the movie, like or movie, the show stinks, but I can't, but I love it. And it's not like it's trash either. It's just like, I, I don't know. It's just like, like you're watching and you're just like, I know this isn't good, but I can't, you know, I can't look away. Like, what, you know, what's going to happen to Ricky this week? So, I mean, I guess that's a sign of a good show. They keep you watching. I, I think I watched like two or three seasons of it, and I'm pretty sure it's still going uh, somehow. But I, I don't know. The whole shtick just got a little old to me. Um, be uh, Black Klansman, another phenomenal movie. I watched that a couple of months ago. Months? Yeah, months ago. Um, I, well, I actually, so I watched, I was on, I went on a Spike Lee kick a while ago. So I think uh, The Five Bloods came out in, 
and it, it's duh five bloods d a five bloods um so i'm not i'm not just you know <laughs> i'm not that that's what it's called um but yeah so i saw that and then i just kind of went on a spike lee kick uh, over the next couple of days after that i watched that i watched black Klansman, uh, and then i watched uh uh what is it the fucking basketball one <laughs> why, why why can't i think of this it's not he got game is it the one with Ray, why can't i think of this goddamn movie it's got ray allen in it <laughs> Is it he got game? I'm scrolling through his IMDb right now. Spike Lee's, and he's directed a lot of shit. Uh, yeah, he got game. Okay, so I was right. Uh, all you know. So okay, so all that stuff being said, Spike Lee, uh, just a great filmmaker. Uh, you know, not afraid to mix it up a little bit. You know, he's done some uh, work in documentaries. He's done, um, you know, his uh, historics. He's done, you know, fiction. Uh, yeah, and then every now and then, he, you know, he'll do something fun, uh, like this. Uh, so really, really like Spike Lee as a director, excited to, you know, watch him going forward. You know, I say, I say that like, he's like this, like up and coming guy, but no, he's just a, he, he's, he's a fun director, uh, to watch that. I think, you know, a lot of like the, you know, his movies aren't really like blockbuster, like smash hits. Like there's definitely a niche, uh, market for, uh, everything he's doing inside man you know as far as movies he's done has got to be like one of the most commercial movies i think so all right let me let me go through let me go through this uh you know his filmography here um so to five bloods probably not uh black Klansman, that's probably up there uh Chirac, i remember that was pretty little uh or didn't get great reviews and you know there wasn't a lot of um you know hype leading up to it um just rolling down the list here i mean i can't think of i like i don't have all the exact numbers in front of me there's old boy but that was a that was a dud i'm actually kind of mad that he did that i'm mad that they remade old boy because the korean version of that is such a good movie um and then they just decided to remake it with Josh Brolin, of all people. Um, Miracle at St. Anna, definitely not. Although that is a good movie. Um, or at least I, I thought so. Um, yeah, I can't really think of anything that, like, yeah, so Inside Man's probably like, all right, you know, why don't I, why don't I just do this? I'm going to Google highest grossing Spike Lee movies. This is this is great radio, isn't it? Um, okay, so and yeah, Spike Lee box office grosses. Come on, internet! Come on, internet! You got this. Yes, this is his highest grossing movie um, to date. Uh, in, uh, Inside Man made 122 million dollars, uh, followed by Malcolm X uh, from 1992, which made 105. And when, when you think about inflation and stuff like that, that is. That's a hell. That wow. That's a hell of a movie, especially for you know he was an up and coming director at the time. Um, Do the right thing, 1989. Black. Oh wow. Black Klansman only made 49. Um, he got game 41. Okay. But yes. Anyway, expect to see Defy Bloods on there. So uh, the movie itself. 
Um, but yeah, so I think it's a it's a fun role for Denzel. Uh, I think uh, you know he has a lot of fun playing uh, Keith Fra- Detective Keith Frazier. Um, Clive Owen also one of his more uh, enjoyable roles. I I think he you know the dynamic between the, those two guys is pretty great. Uh, I know that a lot of the uh, the dialogue in this movie is improvised, and in some scenes you can kind of you can kind of see that, uh, you know, where like the interrogation scenes where you know after everyone gets out of the bank, uh, you know you know uh, they have to interview everyone that was in the bank, like all thirty something uh, hostages and stuff like that, just because everyone was dressed the same, so they want to get everyone's accounts and stuff like that. Like I think all of those are improvised with Denzel, Schwetel. As before, I'm. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, and their and uh, their respective uh, actors and actresses playing the hostages. So stuff like that. Like that's really good. Dens- he's very charming in this movie. Um, and what actually one thing that I uh, had never really picked up on was this like this storyline of his. I don't know how many times I've seen this movie. Let's call it like 15, 15 to twenty times I've seen this. Um, and one storyline that I've just never picked up on was this like mysterious like sum of money that had just gone missing prior to the movie ever starting and people are kind of blaming it on Denzel and then at the end of the movie they find out where it was and he doesn't want to know where it is so you never find out where it was so it was always there but it's just kind of like looming over you uh, or looming over his head uh, so I think that like catching that storyline and I don't know. It was kind of nice. It made it like I like having like a little bit of background on the character. You know, it's like he's a like you know like obviously he's this accomplished uh, you know uh, detective at this point, uh, and but he's just got this like you know dark cloud hanging over him. Uh, so I think him trying to get out of the doghouse a little bit makes it you know it, it adds a little bit to like his motivation like you see what you know what the character wants and stuff like that which i thought which i, I don't know i i had never picked up on it before maybe i'm an idiot but uh anywho i just i just really enjoy that storyline uh the heist itself very very cool you know it is clever i mean part of part of the bummer is that so, or, okay so like in the very like opening monologue of the movie Clive Owen's character Dalton Russell tells you that you know he's going to walk out the door and stuff like that uh, and so like the entire time you know the guy's gonna get away with it and the way that the movie's edited together um, you know that the hostages get out you know and you hear you know ver- various clippings of like the hostages like testimonies uh, where they're telling uh, the police like what happened and stuff like that so you kind of see some stuff that goes on in the future so at least for me personally like this time and granted like I've seen the movie a bunch of times uh, it's a lot of the movie isn't very like surprising anymore. I mean, maybe that's just because I've, I've seen it so many times, so it's a little watered down. Uh, but I think I don't know. I think if they had taken those out, like you know, taken all the foreshadowing out, they probably could have led to a better finale. I think because like you knew that they were going to get away with it uh, the entire time. So I don't I don't know. That's that's one gripe I have about it. I, I mean, the first couple times I, th- I saw it, like, I thought it was genius. And now that I'm watching it, it's just like, eh, I mean, it's like when you like when you know what's going to happen. It, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But 
so yeah, I mean, and now granted, I've seen the movie many times, so I uh, it's watered down. So you know, there's not much to you know, there's not much surprise in this movie for me at this point. Uh, but that being said, uh, it's fun to. So this is one of those movies where you know, having seen it so many times, you're not really watching it to. Uh, like so, you know, solve the mystery. You're watching it and watching it with an eye of like trying to pick up on things that uh, you don't, you know, you didn't notice before. I do this every time with like the Ocean's movies. Uh, I feel like every time I watch Ocean's Eleven, I've seen that movie got to be over a hundred times now. Um, like, there's always just like one, one or two like little things, like a joke or something in the background, or uh, just just one like one little detail somewhere in there that. Um, just I, I wouldn't have caught before. So maybe this movie isn't really quite that, you know, I was kind of looking for it this time. And aside from that, you know, plot line with Denzel, didn't really get it, but, you know, maybe the next time I'll notice something different. So, you know, I'll definitely be watching this movie again at some point in the future. It's a good movie. It, it, it was on TV a lot back in the day. Uh, it's on Netflix right now, so you can watch it uh, on streaming. So, I don't know. I think I think this is a good movie. It's not a great movie. There are better Spike Lee movies. There are better heist movies. It's just a per. It's just a good, fun movie. If you're looking to kill two hours, or if it's just on TV, you got nothing else, flick it on. You'll enjoy it. I think that's. And I think that's totally fine for a movie. You know, not everyone's going to be a home run, but I think this one's like, you know, to use the anal- We've used this analogy a couple times. I think this movie's like a double. Like s- solid, just a, a solid. You know, not. Like a double, like a double in the gap, or caroms off something, or something like that. So you know, it's not a pure power double, but but it's a double nonetheless. You get on second base. So why don't we get to some did you knows? And our first one today, uh, it, the scene in the coffee shop uh, was improvised on the DVD commentary. Spike Lee states that when Denzel Washington ad-libbed the line, "quote I'll bet you can get a cab though," end quote, he nearly ruined the take by laughing so hard at Washington's. Line. Okay, so, so I had actually read the Did You Knows uh, as I was watching the movie uh, this time, and I read this one before the scene. And uh, first off, like this is, a, I think this is just a good joke. Um, you know, you have uh, Warris's character uh, who we, uh, we mentioned before. Uh, he plays uh, a Sikh, and <laughs> and. Uh, you know, uh, he has his turban uh, taken from him by the NYPD, uh, and you know he's so he starts uh, kind of going off about um, uh, you, you know some of the difficulties he you know he faces as being Middle Eastern and stuff like that. You know, there's random drug, uh, random uh, you know searches at the airport, and uh, you know just constant harassment from people, especially living in New York in 2006. You know, in the after you know the years following 9/11 and whatnot. Um, <laughs> and just the idea that Denzel just very quickly comes up with, I bet you can get a cab though. <laughs> that's just a, that's just a funny joke. I mean, you know, all right. So as I was watching it, uh, like I was watching the scene and I was kind of waiting to hear like any, any type of, you know, I was like, I want to see like how Spike masked that, uh, you know, in the movie. Cause obviously you don't hear him laughing. Uh, but they cut away very quickly <laughs> after that. So, uh, th- you know, thankfully he doesn't laugh like right away, but I'm sure because t- I'm sure the take would have been ruined, but that, that's just too good of a line not to, 
you know, not to throw in there. So glad they were able to squeeze that one in there. Um, Denzel Washington, underrated funny guy. Um, not a lot, you know, uh, he gets a lot of credit for being, you know, one of the best actors of all time. Very underrated funny guy, though. Uh, when you think of funny actors, Denzel Washington probably doesn't come to a lot of people's eyes. He doesn't do a lot of straight, like, comedies, but he's still, you know, very funny dude. I think we talked about that actually in... It would have been episode three at this point, so the pro- podcast was probably super janky. Uh, but when we talked about two guns uh, with Denzel and Mark Wahlberg, I think we might have touched on it then. Uh, so if you go all the way back in the archives, uh, you can probably listen to that episode now. Um, okay, and uh, second, did you know, uh, Marsha Jean Kurtz plays a bank robbery hostage named Miriam in this movie. Over 30 years earlier, she had also played a bank robbery hostage named Miriam in Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, so, hand up. I've never seen Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, I know it's a classic uh, with you know Al Pacino, and it's another uh, kind of hostage situation movie in a bank. Uh, I gotta find that movie so- uh, somehow. I'm I, I feel like a bad a bad movie guy for having not seen that. I don't know. It's not one of those like. It's like it's not like a top tier like when you know when you're talking about like movies from the '70s that are like must watches and stuff like that that you know movies that define the era so to speak maybe it is uh, but like I feel like it's never like in those like lists and stuff like that and I just I don't know I just missed it like I, I've never seen it on TV I never I don't I don't know I gotta find Dog Day Afternoon maybe I'll watch it in the next couple of a uh, couple of weeks here. And uh, we'll do a we'll touch on in rapid fire reviews. If someone knows where to, knows where to find it, uh, please let me know. Um, excuse me, I burped a little bit. Uh, okay, and third and final, did you know? Uh, according to an interview with Spike Lee, Ron Howard was originally going to direct the film, uh, but Russell Crowe showed him the script for Cinderella Man, uh, and Howard went off to do that instead. Uh, good. <laughs> Ron Howard. Uh, Nail Cinderella Man, so does Russell Crowe. Uh, we've we've uh, done a review of that before uh, with our senior Jewish movie correspondent, Will Keller, uh, was on, the, on there before. We should have had him on the last episode, man, when we talked about Inglourious Bastards. You can listen to that one, too, but you can also listen to the Cinderella Man episode. Uh, and also, I just, I like the way that Spike went in this movie, you know, just a lot of, like, you, there's a lot of him all over it, you know, a lot of uh, just the shots he does, the editing he makes, the music he uses, uh, you know, a lot of his, like, distinctive uh, fingerprints are really all over this movie, and I think that's part of why it's so enjoyable, uh, and I don't know if Ron Howard would have had the same success, I don't know, it's tough to, I mean, he's, Ron Howard's done so many genres and has, you know, success in, you know, so many things, I feel like he probably would have made this a little more oscar baity uh, just because that's what he does, uh, but, uh, but no, I, I, I like... I, I like the way that this one turned out. Uh, glad we got Cinderella Man the way we did, and I'm glad we got Inside Man the way we did. Um, but yeah, so overall, uh, why don't, we're going to rank the movie on a scale of one to five hazmats here, as we always do, unless I forget. Uh, and this one, Inside Man, I give it... I'm just going to give it a three. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a perfect middle-of-the-road movie. Like, when I'm thinking of, like, awesome you know, great movies. This one never, never comes to mind. It's not bad, you know, by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I think it, 
loses its luster with multiple viewings uh, over the years. Um, like part like the the first couple t- like the first time you see it like you know the mystery is great you know the like you know how are they doing this like how does how are they going to pull off the heist like you know how is he going to walk out the door and things like that um, so that's that stuff is fun and then the next couple of times you watch it and, you know you try and catch things that you didn't pick up on the first time you saw it and you're just like oh that makes a lot of sense like I didn't really get that scene before but now I do blah blah blah. Um, but the more and more you do that, the more I feel like it, that like it, it's just not that extraordinary of a movie. I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird it, it's a weird thing thing to say because like there's some movies like like I said before like there's some movies like are, that are like that that I really love uh, like the Ocean's movies. This one doesn't. Re- it's the same idea, but it's not really the same thing. Maybe there's you know there's just not as much depth to it or. Um, the, those like little minute details uh, in the background, stuff like that, that I just missed. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's a it's a perfectly average movie. Uh, it's, you know, it's not Denzel's best. It's not. It well, I'd say it is one of Clive Owen's best. Um, but you know, it's no like it's no Children of Men uh, or anything like that. Um, I don't know. But Clive, Clive Owen, I wish we I, I wish we'd see more of him. I I, I really like him as an actor. Uh, anyway, so guys, I hope you all have a really spectacular weekend. Uh, we got a uh, couple interesting movies coming up next week. Monday, we're going to do Into the Wild, um, which I have been watching a very long time. And so it's Thursday, September 24th, night I'm recording this. Not going to sure, I'm not sure when I'm going to be able to watch it uh, in the next couple of days here uh, prior to Monday I, I you know I definitely will and, you know the episode will come out uh, but all that being said I'm, I'm not gonna lie I'm looking forward to this movie about as little as any movie that we've done uh, so far although the last time that happened I was uh, really happy with the turnout what was it I was watching gangster squad yeah that was it um, you know, I had I had almost no interest in watching rewatching Gangster Squad uh, a couple episodes ago. Well, a couple. It was I don't know, maybe like ten at this point. Um, but yeah, I had no interest in rewatching Gangster Squad when I rewatched, and I was like, oh shit, that was actually you know I forgot you know how enjoyable that movie was. Uh, so we'll see, we'll see. But <laughs> for the time being, not looking forward to it. I'm pro- I'm going. I'm you know. I don't know. Just tune in Monday, and we'll and we'll talk about Into the Wild. Uh, and before then, you can follow us uh, on social media. We're at Quarantinema Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also uh, subscribe to the show. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, wherever podcasts are heard. You name it, we're there. Uh, so again, thank you all for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Have a nice weekend, everybody. And remember, don't be a hero. Stay inside and watch a movie.